Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's going to pay. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And now the night owl, you're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews from professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What is up, Russia Talk fans? Welcome to not Wednesday, not Thursday, but once again, Russia Talk podcast is back on Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, no more having to choose between. The Wrestle Talk Podcast and uh, AEW or the Wrestle Talk Podcast and NXT because now we're on Tuesday nights and we could not be even more happier, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be a absolute amazing night. You got your hot spot segment, you got your shooting shout segment, you got your Wrestle Talk Podcast game show challenge, you got your fantasy wrestling segment, you got your snippets of truth. Whew, so much to say, I gotta have a little drink. Well, that's not enough, ladies and gentlemen. We got Mad Max Morrison coming on in the first hour, and then I'm kind of scared about this because it's a really big dude. You've got Mad Man Fulton from OVE and Impact Wrestling coming on. That's gonna be absolutely. Amazing! I cannot wait. I've got so many questions to to to, to ask you, you know. But I'm gonna put my gloves on because you know I ain't scared. Nightmare Jones ain't 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 scared of no madman Fulton. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's just go and bring in this uh the uh the man, the myth, the legend, the night owl. Get that fixed, get it fixed right away. Because we got a long way to go. 
Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all, bro. You sound louder. You don't sound better. You might want to disconnect, reconnect. How about now? I want to go ahead. Nope. Sounds real fuzzy, real bad, bro. How about now? Nope. Real fuzzy, real bad, bro. <laughs> Dude, you might want to reconnect. There it is. All right. Nope. All right, guys. Well, listen, while Jonesy tries to resolve... Oh, dear goodness. What the hell are you doing over there, bro? Are you the first person to be attacked by a Oh, no, hell no. I think Joe's the first person to be attacked by Iran on U.S. soil. At least that's what the hell it sounds like over there. (laughs) Where's the words? Yeah, Joe, you need to reconnect. No, bro, we can't do this. Reconnect. We can't keep testing the audio. At the beginning of the show, it sounds like Joe. Listen, guys, well, Joe, if this audio issues resolved, allow me to welcome you into episode 280 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. As you guys heard, we got a couple of studs on the show this week. Now, you'll hear me make the argument over and over again that some of the best interviews that we do here on the on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Have nothing to do with big names. It's got nothing to do with it. What it's about is having great conversation with people that love professional wrestling. My favorite is talking to the callers. People want to call in, talk about whatever the hell is going on in pro wrestling. It can be indie. It can be pro. It can be something on a national level. It can be an international level. Shoot, we even welcome in fans of fantasy wrestling. So we want you guys to be a part of the show today. That number is 657 3831521 3831521 and Josie, let's go ahead and check back with you and see if things have gotten any better. Well, guys, looks like things have not gotten any better with Jonesy and his connection. So, we're going to keep working on that, but I will say this. Josie will be back in full effect. And yes, he does know words and complete sentences, Nigel Rabbit. Thank you for asking. Um, all that said, folks, today's show is going to be outstanding. I, I have some promises to keep because we are supposed to be giving away a WrestleTalk podcast mug. We'll be doing that here very shortly. Okay, I'll be announcing the winner. Last week during our uh, 2019 recap show, uh, I promised you guys that we were going to give away a mug, one that looks just like this. Customized Wrestle Talk Podcast mug. That's what I promise, and that's exactly what we're going to deliver, okay, guys? So, right before the end of the first segment, we're going to announce the winner, and we're going to go ahead and message him and let him know that he's won himself a Wrestle Talk Podcast mug, which, if you ask me, it's a lot better than a t shirt. Way better. You know why? Because t shirts, they shrink, right? They lose color, right? They rip, right? Man, one of these mugs, this is bar quality, gang. This is from Wrath Bones Engraving, $20, plus shipping, Russell Talk Podcast mug, 100% engraved, made in the USA, baby. The glass and everything. I'm talking about the glass as well. So, not made in China. Definitely not made in Iran. Okay? <laughs> definitely not made in Iran. That's how the Russell Talk Podcast rolls. That's how we like to get down, and that's how we're going to continue to handle business. All that said, folks, we got to proceed and move forth. You know why? 
because it's episode 280, and we do it for you guys. We're switching to Tuesday. It's going to be a fantastic show, nevertheless. We've got a ton of stuff to cover in the world of pro wrestling. If you want to join us, though, make sure that you dial that number, and that is 657-383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521 to join the WrestleTalk Podcast. Josie, I'm going to let you come back in. I'm going to disconnect and see if it's me this time. Because we got to get this, this noise fixed. It is a disaster, and I can't proceed like this. So why don't you go ahead and jump in just for a quick second to see if I can reconnect and make sure it's not me. All right. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it is uh, obvious that, you know, we, 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 we got some, some, some issues, but that's okay because we're just going to continue going. You know, we got a lot of things to, to talk about. We, we got the uh, – you know, Monday, uh, the Royal Rumble is coming up, so that's going to be uh, definitely interesting that we're going to be able to, to talk about that. There's, there's so much stuff that, that we can talk about going on in independent wrestling, right? For instance, Wrestle Kingdom. Renee was able to watch Wrestle Kingdom thanks to your boy, Nightmare Jones. Nightmare Jones came through with the hookup swinging a home run. Hopefully. Hopefully tonight I was able to watch Wrestle Kingdom. I hope so. Yes. I'm I back, was... Josie, and the, the audio's good. We're back. All right. That is okay. awesome. Cool. Uh, no, right, Nigel, I have, not he- I have not heard of SWE Fury in Texas, but you know this is the show. And if you want to talk about it, you better be about it. Again, guys, real quick, Josie, 657-383. One five two one to join the show. Go ahead, bro. You were talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Let's go ahead. And, but you know what? We got to do Carl Lewis. We got to do Carl Lewis, and we got to thank our wonderful sponsors over at Kincaid in the Oak Park Mall. The Ricky the Dragon Steamboat action figure, the autographed one, Joe Z, has officially been claimed. We have a winner. Okay, this Thursday. Right here on the Facebook fan page, we're going to go live at Kincaid, and we're going to announce the winner. So congratulations. Thank you, everybody who participated. A portion of the proceeds will be going to the Salvation Army as promised. Okay? So, guys, thank you guys for your support. Thank you, Kincaid. And let's go ahead and do it, Jonesy. You ready to get into Carl Lewis or what? Absolutely. Let's go ahead and do this. You know what you got to do. You know. Yeah, hey, guys, sorry. It's been a match scramble to start the show. Please share. Please share this broadcast. Please share this podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. That said, guys, especially today that we're on the brink of war. Gosh darn it. That's why I got the extra tall beers today, not the regular size. I'm a little worried. <laughs> we're still going to do what we do every single time, every single episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast, and that's where we ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts, as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, that's America, damn it! Oh, 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 say can you see and the rocket red flag? Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. For the land of the free.
brings a tear to my eye every single time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's go ahead and, and get into the hot spot segment. So, Anton to me, if you could please the hot spot segment music for us one time. Watched it. 
I need to make it a point to catch more New Japan programming between Wrestle Kingdoms because, gosh darn it, even the undercard, the six-man scramble, even those matches are awesome when New Japan Wrestling is hosting them. Period, point blank, man. Those are my thoughts. What about you, Jonesy? Yeah, you know, uh, you, you, you were talking about the Bullet Club, and you got to understand, like, some of the biggest members of the Bullet Club are no longer in the Bullet Club. AJ Styles. No longer in the Bullet Club. Ben Baller, no longer in the Bullet Club. The Young Bucks, no longer in the Bullet Club. Cody Rhodes, no longer in the in the Bullet Club. Uh, um, Kenny Omega, no longer in the Bullet Club. So that's five huge members of the Bullet Club that are no longer in the Bullet Club. So, you know, it, it's kind of like, the NWO, it started off absolutely amazing, and then as time went by, okay. it started to okay, get. Okay, you're right. You're, you're right. Well, you let know. me jump in and ask. Let me jump in and ask this question to you, Jonesy. And I pose this, and I challenge anybody who's got the webbles to call into the show and have this debate with us. We're not sure if this is the end of the Bullet Club, okay? And there's a lot of other things we can talk about, guys. Feel free to call in and join us. Because of the longevity and the different stars that have been groomed and grown to win Bullet Club, is it safe to say that the Bullet Club is the greatest pro wrestling faction of all time? See, here's why, here, here's why I think that they should be in contention, okay? They did it across multiple companies, okay? They've, they've hit their 10-year mark. I think Bullet Club is about 10 years old at this point. People have come in, no names, and come out to become some of the biggest pro wrestlers in history, including AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and now, of course, most recently, Adam Cole. The Four Horsemen, those four of, the, four of those guys, they were already kind of legends before they got into Four Horsemen. Shawn Michaels had already had his best matches against Undertaker before D-Generation X. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of great up-and-coming factions. We're talking to OVE's very own Madman, Fult- uh, Madman Fulton here a little bit later. But why is nobody having the argument that the Bullet Club isn't the best faction in pro wrestling history? As far as I'm concerned, they've got the longevity. They've got the long-term success over multiple large companies, okay? And they continue to prove that they can shelve out and groom new talent and make them superstars, not only within one company, but several companies around the world. Why is no one talking about this, Jonesy? Or or am I way off base on this one? No, you're absolutely right. Like the 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 Bullet Club, I would legit say that that they are one of of if not the best stable in professional wrestling history. Um, it's just you know they they are, they 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 are absolutely huge. So you know it's it you know I, I'm 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 sure that things are going to pick up for the Bullet Club and and you know it, it's going to allow these younger wrestlers to to come in and and you know make 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 a name for for them themselves. So you know it's just just yeah you know the Bullet Club has always been been a amazing 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 group uh, and you 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 can't forget Luke Gallows and Ken Anderson. They they were in the Bullet Club too, so you know it's just it, it's 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 absolutely just just crazy. Uh, but yeah, Wrestle Kingdom was absolutely amazing. 
you know, Jushin Thunder Liger is a guy that pretty much everybody knows who he is. Like he's he's like the the Hulk Hogan of Japanese wrestling. Like everybody knows who who Jushin who Thunder Liger is, and you know, it's just. And the coolest thing about it is he did not go out on top. He did not go out winning. He literally went out losing both of his final two matches. Because why? He didn't need to win his matches. Didn't need to. This this was kind of like a passing the uh, torch. So, and the coolest thing about it was on night one, you had, had him in a six-man tag team match with some of the greatest professional wrestlers of in Japanese time. history. Like, of all time. You're, you're right. The great Suzuki was there. Like, how oh, cool was that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Joe. It was very cool. And, you know, I, I want to do more of a breakdown of the uh, New Japan card. And, and I think we need to start to – to maybe do some of those those thirty minute show breakdowns, Jonesy, you know, kind of off to the side, you know, maybe on a pre record if you guys want to hear us go into detail about any specific shows, mainly the big ones, right? The AEW shows, the New Japan shows, we can definitely do that because here on the high spot segment we have the opportunity to kind of graze over it, but we don't have the opportunity to go into depth as much as I think we would like. Now, Jonesy, because we did just get a request. Um, Tell us a little bit about some of the happenings in your area as far as indie shows, and I'll share a couple of uh, of the happenings in my area with uh, indie shows. And by the way, if anybody ever wants to call in and promote their show, even if you're not in the Midwest or out east, if you're down south or out west, still, go ahead and hit us up. We want you to be a part of the show. Wrestle Talk is where we talk wrestling. It doesn't matter what it is, even e-feds. <laughs> we don't care. We love wrestling of all, in all facets. So if you want to come on and spread your gospel, feel, feel free to do that at 657-383-1521. Anytime, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Jonesy, go ahead. Jump on in, bro. What do you got going in your area here these last couple of uh, days, if not weeks? Um, We got the uh, WDWA show coming up in Martinsburg. Uh, well, you are going to, Martinsburg, to see. Martinsburg, West Virginia, right? Martinsburg, West Virginia, you are going to see two cousins literally facing each other. Uh, Billy and L.A. Star have been a tag team in this area for multiple years. Like, like everywhere that, that they went, they were a tag team. They, they were a tag team. Well, Billy decided at the last uh, WDWA show to join – the Guiding Light, Doug Rafferty, who we've had on the podcast, and turned on L.A. Stars. So this match is going to be a all-out brawl. I mean, you've got this match going on. You've got uh, Shane Malice is 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 going to be in in the and in action. It, it, it's it's going to be a absolutely amazing card. And then and in the next couple of weeks, you've got. Uh, ATCW Atlantic Championship uh, Taylor Wrestling and uh, they're 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 gonna be putting on a show and they've got one of their matches that they have is Danny Deville is going up against Avery Rose 
in what is, is if I'm not mistaken, maybe the first women's match in HECW history. If I'm not mistaken. Fantastic. Um, so that's, that's going to be a, a absolute amazing match. you got Paul Chop Johnson putting up his his uh his heavyweight championship that 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 he won against uh, I believe it's uh Anthony Adams. Then you 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 got tag team championships are going to be the defended. The the light heavyweight championship is going to be the the defender. It's going to be a a really 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 amazing next couple weeks in wrestling in my area. Man, that, that sounds fantastic. And let me tell you, on my side, things have been very busy as well. Uh, let me start off with a little bit of news uh, from Royal uh, Alliance Wrestling. Uh, so I went and visited a location today as a plan B for our venue, which we're still trying to get 100% confirmation if we're going to be at the same spot. Um, it looks like it's pretty promising as a plan B. So if everything pans out tomorrow, which I have a meeting tomorrow at 10.30 a.m., if it all works out, then we'll be running a show sometime in early March. Uh, more info to come as it, uh, as it becomes available. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is this past Saturday in Pittsburgh, uh, Kansas, I had the opportunity to go down to the Kansas Crossing Casino for the very first time. And let me tell you, man, it was a real honor. Uh, first time ever getting to see um, uh, Dustin Heritage, who I heard a lot about in the Midwest for a couple of years now. Got to see him uh, and Flex Zerba work together. Uh, against Niles Plunk and the Space Cowboy Jason Jones, who I did a quick interview backstage with him. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that on the fan page. It's really cool to get behind the scenes, um, especially when the guys are getting ready and ask them a little bit about their rituals. Jason Jones kind of gave us a, a a little bit of information as to kind of why he wraps up his wrist and what he puts on there. I think I just really dig it. It was only about a minute and a half or two. Uh, it's something that gives you kind of a glimpse as to what these guys uh, go through as they're preparing uh, and, and it's always cool because one way or another, family always comes up. Like, you know, these guys are well aware of the danger they're, they're going to put themselves in, and uh, and that's why I think they're so kind of superstitious because, you know, they all want to make it home back safe. Uh, there was at least one guy, Drake Gallows, who's the XWE uh, champion. He drove four hours to get to that show. And some people, like Bob mm-hmm. Evans, that might not sound like a lot, but if you got a family and kids and all that kind of stuff, taking it, I'll say that for me personally, it can be a big challenge. So, Kudos to those guys. Uh, then this upcoming uh, Friday, we have KCSW 2020 Visions at the Ararat Shrine Temple on Friday night. They've switched from Saturdays to Friday nights. And let me tell you, man, uh, this venue is fantastic. I think Friday nights is going to be a great night for KCSW, and I'm particularly excited, uh, you know, to see the match between uh, Leo D and the Marksman. These are two guys that have been mainstays in Kansas City for the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, Leo D is the brand-new champ. Uh, there's been some questions about his health, but uh, if he's 100%, I'm feeling pretty good about him retaining that championship. And then last but not least, and this one I'll have to ha- I'll kind of have to look up a little bit. So Journey Pro Wrestling uh, here in KC is doing this thing, not this Friday, but next Friday, where they're actually welcoming in another promotion. Uh, this is a, a side topic all on its own, but how cool is nice. it to actually see promotions working together, Jonesy? I know that's something we've talked about a lot on the Russell Talk podcast, why we don't see more of it. It doesn't make sense. Well, guess what? They're doing it. Just like MMWA and SICW work together, which, by the way, SICW has a fantastic show this upcoming Saturday where they're going to be welcoming in Ron Simmons to the South 
Broadway Athletic Club, man. I know we talked about that a little Sorry. bit. But, man, we talked about that a little bit last week with her, bro. It's going to be a great show. But this thing with Journey and Zello Pro out of Chicago, I mean, you're talking about GPA, Project Monix, and Bryce Benjamin, uh, three of the very best that uh, Zello Pro has to offer, versus Buzz the Steel, Jay Fowler, Christian Rose, and Gary F. and J. So I'm just telling you guys, wrestling in 2020 is going to be no different than 2019. It's going to be continuing to kind of ascend and pick up steam, and we're glad to have the privilege to cover it here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, again, if we missed you and you got a show coming up this weekend, uh, we're going to be on the air for an hour and a half, so feel free to call in and advertise your show. We'll make time for you, I promise. Just let Jonesy know who you are and where you're calling from, because that's what it's all about here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, man, spreading the pro wrestling gospel on all levels, baby, from from uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 all the way down to your local independent promotion, man. That's uh, how we do business here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, and I think that's the reason why we're getting close to episode 300, Jonesy. Uh, those are my thoughts, bro. Do we have one more topic during high spots, or is it time to bring oh, on Matt, Max Morrison? What are we doing next, Absolutely. We have one more topic that we can definitely, definitely talk about, and 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 – this was announced last night on Monday Night Raw. Brock Lesnar is not going to be defending his title at the Royal Rumble. Instead, he is entering the Royal Rumble at number one. That's right. Brock Lesnar is entering the Royal Rumble at number one. So does this mean that if Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, that he's going to go to WrestleMania to face the SmackDown champion, and could we potentially see Brock Two Belt? And what kind of impact would that have in the WWE? Like, like I think that if that would have happened, that 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 the fans' heads would possibly explode. Wait, you know, you know, you know what I thought was funny, bro? When you said Brock Two Belts. And immediately when you said that, bro, this is what popped into my mind. (laughs) Brock two belts? Come on, bro. That's horrible. (laughs) Nobody wants to see that. My goodness. And, yes, I I can see the excitement of the fans. Uh, Again, thank you guys for hitting the thumbs up and the hearts, man, when we see those. It says to us that you guys are enjoying the show, and it kind of gives us that extra motivation that we need to keep going. Also, if you have the opportunity, if you're feeling extra generous, uh, please make sure um, that you hit that share button, man. Pretty please. Uh, one last thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm not going to go through this whole card because it's so stacked. Okay, but LaParca, Selena DeLorenza is going to be there, Mance Warner, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., MJF, um, Low Key. Uh, also, our friend Ref, uh-oh, uh, Ref Pinky is also going to be in the house, who uh, uh, who loves to show love and support uh, uh, to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, we know he's doing a lot of big things out there in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, you know, recently with Evolve, he's going to be at uh, Zero Hour for MLW. I'll show you guys the poster. It's freaking sick. Check that out. Down in Dallas, Texas, kind of near bouts uh, where our boy Nigel Rabbit is uh, representing from. But, yeah, that's taking place at uh, the NY Tech Sports Center. That's North Richmond Hills, Texas. 
in the uh, the Dallas area that'll be on BN Sports and uh, of course MLW Fusion. So shout out to those guys. Uh, we got some big things uh, kind of brewing with uh, MLW. We still have that contact uh, with our friends over at Wow Women of Wrestling, and then we got one other one that we've been working on. But I'm not letting the cat out of the bag because I'm telling you guys, we got a lot of great interviews. On the way, not to mention the fact that we're getting in good with Impact now, which is part of the reason that we got Madman Fulton on the show. So you guys stay tuned to the Wrestle Talk Podcast in 2020 because we're going to keep dropping that heat. I guarantee. But as far as Brock Lesnar having two belts, Jonesy, it's not necessary. It doesn't make sense. And that um, that article from Breaking uh, was KFAVNews.com from last week, where Brock Lesnar was going to be taking it easier in 2020 than he did in 2019. It was all well and good when you read it, and it was funny. But the idea that Brock could potentially have two championships and only show up, to his credit, he's not missed a show in 2020. So, (laughs) to his credit, he's not missed a show. But let's be honest, before we saw him on Monday night, which is last night, it had been about a month since we've seen Brock Lesnar. And that's not good for a guy wearing one of your most prestigious championships. Listen, he does build the anticipation, and he helps sell pay-per-views. But when you give him two belts, that's just asking for trouble, bro. And there's a lot of alternatives right now, WWE, in case you didn't notice. So don't piss off the fan base too much because they might be smart enough to go through all the the pain-in-the-ass trouble of going through your phone browser and logging into NJPW1972.com. Because let me tell you, some of the fans in America get a hold of this Japanese wrestling with the English commentary. By the way, Kevin Kelly, Rocky Romero do a pretty damn good job over there, okay? Well, look out, because the shit is good, okay? So, look out. Don't rest on your laurels, WWE. And please bring an end to this Bobby Lashley and Lana thing. No one gives a crap anymore. Stop eating up my TV time with this nonsense. Jeez Louise, and you guys know I don't like to complain, Jonesy, but let's be serious. Why are they still going on with this garbage? I don't understand. I don't know. That, that, was, a, that was a question for you, Jonesy. Are you with me, bro? Did I lose you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I'm with you. I, I, I don't know what the end of this whole thing is going to be. Uh, I'm hoping that that is really gonna gonna happen soon because, you know, I'd rather see Bobby Lashley, you know, do bigger things instead of being in the stupid little angle with Lana and Rusev and I guess now Liv 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 Morgan. But enough of that, ladies and gentlemen, because it is now time for our first featured guest of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to bring on a man that I've known for quite some time now, uh, the one and only Mad Max Morrison. Uh, it, it's you know, Mad Max has had one heck of a year this year. It has been absolutely amazing what's been going on with with Mad Max Morrison. Uh, I see that he just just dropped. So hopefully he can call back in. There he is. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get the the music set up for the one and only Mad Max Morrison.
and music. What is up, man? Matt Morrison. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Long time no chat. Oh my goodness! You know, it, it, this is, is is definitely ironic because if I'm not mistaken, you were one of our first guests in 2019, and you've had an amazing 2019. So you debuted for multiple different companies now. You 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 did something that that a lot of other people had tried to do and were not able to do, and that was beat. Uh, you you won the the Legacy Championship at, at Eclipse Wrestling, and you know it just how did it feel to to become the Legacy Championship and then see what has happened with with you and the Freak Show. <laughs> Dude, winning the Legacy Championship was unreal. And, um, I mean, the journey to even get there was uh, definitely wasn't easy, man. But to uh, dethrone Mambo Italiano, who is pound for pound one of the best guys. The uh, Mambo Italiano, he is probably one of the best guys I've been in the ring with ever. So, to be able to take a belt with great lineage from great workers off a competitor like him was definitely uh, something to be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what a, 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 a accomplishment. And, you know, you started wrestling for WDWA. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, your time in WDWA? I, um, yeah, over the last few months, I've kind of just been taking a little tour around West Virginia, checking out all the promotions, seeing, uh, what it's got to offer. And, uh, LT gave me the heads up and I, uh, came in and I wrestled, uh, Iron Fist, John West, and he wanted <laughs> to talk a lot of trash and I'm very familiar with John West, but his trash wasn't strong enough to withstand the power of my hard head. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I I I I do know exactly what you you are, are saying. And you know, my last question before I throw it back to uh Renee is, you know, you you've not only had accomplishments in, in wrestling this year, but you also were in a movie called the death board, uh, and and I know that 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 you're always talking about it, and that you're really really excited about this movie to to come out. Do you have any information about when this movie is going to come out, and where we, we will be able to get this movie? Yeah, so information just became available recently um, because. Uh, my pal Brad Twig, the director, he's been um, busy shooting this other feature that I was a part of called Shriek Show, and we can talk about that some too. But now that uh, he's got most of, he's got half of it in the can. We're going to resume in the spring. Now he's got time to work on Death Board again. Um, he said sometime around March should be final edits. So hopefully by then we'll have something to see right now there's currently a trailer for it on youtube that's uh oh, pretty nice. exciting it's pretty dope yeah 
I, I can only imagine. I'm definitely going to have to to check that out. Well, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have? Because I know that that you've been 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 begging me to get Mad Max onto the podcast. So here's your opportunity. So ask away. <laughs> Well, no doubt about it, and you know what? I am a little embarrassed, I will admit. I did not know a whole lot about Mad Max in film. I know about Mad Max in wrestling. And so when you sent me those trailers and the uh, I am uh, DP page, um, uh, Mad Max, I was like, yo, what the hell? This shit is wild. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, damn. But you know what? It makes sense. Like, there's, there's stunt guys that you kind of almost can assume that they're in pro wrestling, right? And then there are metal guys that you can kind of almost assume are in pro wrestling. I hadn't thought about horror films in pro wrestling, but they kind of go hand in hand. So let me go ahead and start off there, Max, by asking you this. Where did the love for horror come from? Is that like kind of the same place where your love from pro wrestling came from, or are they completely separate? Dude, I, um, me and horror wrestling have been, or horror wrestling, Jesus, I can't even think. <laughs> me and, um, <laughs> it all blends together, brother. Too many hard noggin heads. Um, I've, I've been a fan of all of it ever since I was a young kid, man. The music, because I've been playing music since I was like probably six years old. I've been doing that my entire life. I started watching horror movies, believe it or not, when I was probably like seven or eight years old, because we used to have all those, um, we used to have all the video stores. We used to have the Farmers, the Video Express, the Blockbusters, all that stuff. At the same time, like every Saturday night growing up, you had those late-night monster shows and the horror shows. You had, like, Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. I saw Hellraiser for the first time when I was uh, seven. What? So, <laughs> Wait a minute. It, hey, listen, I, I no, was ex- no disrespect I, to... So no disrespect to Mama Morrison, but what the hell were you watching Hellraiser at seven? I was watching Lion King when I was seven years old. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> that that's the <laughs> so so Mama Morrison was very supportive of whatever we were into. You know, if we had a love and a passion for things, she's like, all right, go for it. So you know, back in the day, of course of. We would always have to sneak things every now and again. My first, uh, like, sneaky thing, aside from, you know, what everybody else would be sneaking, snacks at midnight, would be, like, watching Tales from the Crypt with the volume all the way down while she's sleeping, you know? <laughs> Ain't, I'm, like, five, six, seven years old watching Tales from the Crypt, and that was, like, first time I'm looking at, like, boobs and blood in the same context on screen. I'm like, this rules. Where can I get more of this stuff? <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Rock and roll. <laughs> you know, that, that, on top of that, the music and then pro wrestling, it all it all falls into place, man. It all it, fell into place. Fall, it does all seem to fall into place for you, uh, Mad Max. That's two Ds, two Ms, two Xs, for those of y'all who can't spell, intern Timmy. Uh, <laughs> so, listen, I'm going to jump into Right? Hey, Matt, hey, listen, real quick, just because we, you know, we like to keep it 100 here on the Russell Talk Podcast, so Max is, like, super professional, right? Like, you got some guys who don't really give a shit, they're just like, yeah, whatever, you know, put me on. Max cares. You can tell by the way his, he presents everything, his social and all that. This guy takes his crap very, very seriously. No disrespect to anybody who does it different, but Max does. So, like, real politely on the Instagram, he's like, hey, uh, 
man, the poster looks great, but it's it's two X's, buddy. Two X's. I was like, damn. I was like, I'm not going to mess that shit up. <laughs> God damn it, buddy. You were nice as could be about it, Mad Max. And for that reason, dude, we love you. Thank you for not shitting all over us for misspelling Max. It's two X's, two D's, for the record. Right, Max? That's right. And, dude, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we all we all have a brand, right? And you want to get yes. that brand across, man. Nobody's going to know if you screw it up. <laughs> no doubt about it. Exactly. So you guys do your homework again. That's my man, Mad Max, 2Ds, 2Xs, NP on Twitter. Hey, so you talked about things fitting into place. When I was doing my research, going through kind of the, the little bit of information that we had on you, obviously we do our social media scouting as well, and we saw that you kind of did something that maybe doesn't necessarily fall into place. And what I mean by that is you tweeted something about an interaction with Enzo Amore, and it was positive because a lot of people, when they talk about Enzo, usually they got something bad to say, whether it's about his music or his WWE career. I was a fan. Personally, I thought the guy was tremendously skilled on the microphone, and I would have loved to see him continue, but that's just me personally. Can you tell us a little bit about your interaction with Enzo Mad Max? Because I think the fans would love to hear it. Dude, personally, I thought Enzo ruled. He was, he was pro, he was, he was a stand-up guy when I met him. So I was working at, um, I was working for James Ellsworth at Adrenaline Championship Wrestling in, somewhere in Maryland back over the summer, and he he had brought in um, Prime Time and Enzo and Kelly Kelly, and Enzo had a seminar beforehand and was talking to everybody that was participating. I just happened to kind of overhear some things, and it sounded solid to me, and you know. It, he wasn't beefing or nothing. He was actually dropping nuggets of truth and stuff that was helpful. And then he came out back where we were all changing and whatnot, came to the locker room and just started hanging and banging like, like we were and just came talk to us and started feeding us nuggets of truth. And he was cool as shit. And I walked over to him and was like, Hey dude, I appreciate everything you're doing, man. Can I give you a holler? Give you one of my cards? Like brother, I, he looked at me in my gear. He was like, "Brother, I look, I see you. You, I believe you. I don't know what you do, but I believe you." And I was just like, Psh, "Thank you." Is that not, like, right. is that not that, like one of the biggest compliments that you can get as a talent, uh, uh, Mad Max? Is that not one of the biggest compliments? Because I, I think it is. It totally is, man. Because we're in the business of believability, you know. So yeah. for somebody to come out there, yeah, for somebody who's been to the big game and come out with his experience and all that and just be like, dude, I believe it. And, yeah, it meant the world to me. I mean, on top of that, same promotion, uh, two weeks ago, I went and um, I've been at odds with James Ellsworth lately. I've been at odds with uh, James Ellsworth and Blackout, Ruckus and Rob Illuminati. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ever since I started working for ever since I started working for Ellsworth, for some reason or another, I, I I keep I keep getting into these tiffs with blackout where Jimmy feels he has to intervene, and it, it finally bit him in the ass because two weeks ago, the man beast, the war machine himself, Rhino, came out for the save. And was my tag team partner for the night, so we could what? lay out James Ellsworth <laughs> and Blackout. Yes, Holy yes, shit, bro. So, 
Humble brag, humble brag. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just chilling, oh, and then Rhino came out. The hardcore legend came out, and you know, we was just chilling. <laughs> I see you, Max. You're a bad motherfucker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and, and mind you, Rhino is one of my all-time faves, and and he was everything I hoped he'd be. He was cool as shit. He was super knowledgeable. You know, I got he let me pick his brain. He he was gave me some critique and he was like, Brother, I understand you I understand what you're doing. I like what you're doing. Keep that shit up. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Coming from a guy you look up to that you like totally like been watching for twenty years. It's like that's the kind of shit you need when you're in wrestling is hearing that from somebody that you've you've looked up to. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you something real quick, and, and whenever you get a chance, you can do this. I know we're friends on uh, on Facebook, uh, Mad Max. So over what I guess would be to the audience my left shoulder or my right shoulder is an, an old ECW championship. Yes, it's the WWE version. I, I've told my Rob Van Dam story a bunch of times, but that same belt was also signed by Rhino. Dude, he came to Kansas City, and let me tell you, man, one of the most approachable guys that you know could kick your ass if you wanted to. But still, one of the most approachable guys that I've ever come across, and it's coming across right here on the Facebook Live feed, a lot of uh, other great talent uh, managers and, uh, and, and you know pro wrestling entrepreneurs are attesting to the greatness of Rhino, not just as a talent, but as a person, man. Do you guys ever get a chance to go to a Rhino seminar or get to spend some time with him backstage yep. or even go see him at one of the shows? I highly recommend it, man, and I'm not the only one saying it. I'll second you on that one, Renee, because I did the seminar and he—he's no bullshit. You go in there, he's gonna care, he's gonna watch, and he's gonna—he's gonna coach. And he actually gives—he—he he loves his business probably more than anybody, just as much as anybody that should be in this business. He loves it more than that, and you see it in his work. And he was by far probably one of the most classiest dudes that I got to share a locker room with. Which, and I want to throw it back to Joe here, but you kind of reminded me of something, uh, Mad Max. So we were talking about Tracy Smothers uh, last week when we were doing oh. our 2019 recap show. And apparently there's been a turn for the, for the good with his health. So yeah. we want to thank everybody for their good vibes. We want to thank everybody for their prayers. Anybody who even thought about Tracy during that time where it was kind of like up in the air about his health. It sounds like, just basing it off of his activity on social, that he's doing a lot better, and I believe that he is still confirmed uh, to be at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion at the end of April. So that's good news for all wrestling fans. Another great brother in the pro wrestling world, Tracy Smothers. Just wanted to give that update, and I'm sure you can appreciate that, Matt Max, because a lot of guys out there got respect for Tracy Smothers. Oh, absolutely, dude. I love Tracy to death. Um, I was very fortunate when I first started uh, a few years ago to go to a camp with him in North Carolina. And that guy is a sweetheart and he is completely knowledgeable. And the fact that he could still go is just a testament to what you can accomplish in this business. He, he is a legit badass and he is fun. I love that guy. Nothing like the wild eyed Southern boy who at one point was a full-blooded Italian. Do your research, y'all. <laughs> Jonesy, Jonesy, jump back in here, baby. I know you're excited to talk to Mad Max. And we might even have time for some callers, guys. No promises, but 
you want to talk to Mad Max Morrison, the number is 657-383-1521. Jonesy, why don't you jump back in, brother? Oh, yeah, you know, there are, you know, quite a few uh, legends in the wrestling business that are absolutely amazing. You know, you, you, you've got Tracy Smothers, you got Ricky Morton, and then you also have a man that, that I've had the pleasure of, you know, working a couple shows with, the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. Have you ever had any interaction with the Boogie Woogie Man uh, yet, Mad Max? And if so, tell us about it. I've been around Boogie maybe like once or twice, man. And he was, uh, it was a few years ago, and we were on the same bills over at uh, Pure Pro Wrestling in Virginia. And Boogie's a class act, man. He, he's nothing but cool. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's just, yeah. So, back to Eclipse Wrestling. Uh, at the last show, you entered into the ring wearing a mask, and you attacked Manchild. Uh, you know, now, Renee, what you don't understand is that Mad Max is the legacy champion at Eclipse Wrestling, and Manchild stole his title belt. So you know that Mad Max is not going to allow that to happen just laying down. So what else do you have in store for Manchild, Mad Max? Well, let me go ahead and paint a little picture on this blank canvas that we have right here. So this all started (laughs) because you're in for a wild ride, trust me. So... (laughs) The freak show, Manchild, who is being led around by his pencil neck geek of a manager, the nefarious Freaky Doyle, they decide to stick their necks where they don't belong. And I have been in a few with Manchild for the last few months, and they decided to up and abduct my friend, my pal, my business advisor, Otis D. Helen back and left him laying in Red Ridge Mountain, Kentucky. I had to go drive to go find him and make sure he was okay. He got abducted and I couldn't see him for three months. The freak show had Otis for three freaking months. So last month we put it up on the line. My belt for Otis, me versus Manchild. And I beat Manchild. It was hard, but I beat him fair and square in the ring. And that little skinny pencil neck bastard (laughs) took my legacy championship, tucked his tail between his legs, and went running. So I had to play a game. Me and Otis. We know how to play games, too, because, you know, as as prim and proper and professional as the mad one can be, I am also mad. I have ideas. I <laughs> know how to get things where I need them. And what happened on Saturday at Eclipse, I had them exactly where I wanted them. And that is why next month, in Altoona, Pennsylvania, 
at the February 1st, it's going to be me versus Manchild in a steel cage with weapons around the top. It is the steel playpen where we can end this chicanery once and for all where I will get my legacy championship back and take it home with me because I am tired of not going to bed seeing my belt because those bastards have something that doesn't belong to them. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, that... <laughs> well, Josie, well, I just want to say this. I want to say this. Yes. I'm very, very concerned for those individuals because if you go to YouTube <laughs> and you type in the word death board, death board official trailer, I think that's the <laughs> Mad Max Morrison that they're going to get. And dear goodness, <laughs> this man is brutal and he is indeed mad. Even though he takes his business very seriously, you got a couple of screws loose. And I wouldn't be saying that if I was sitting across the table from you. Luckily, I'm halfway across the country. I have a very healthy respect and fear for Madman Morrison when he's pissed off. So it ain't going to be me. I'm glad it's going to be them. Jonesy, jump back in. Yeah, well, you know, Mad Max likes to uh, travel, so I'm sure that Mad Max would not have an issue coming to uh, Kansas City and wrestling for a couple promotions in Kansas City. Mad Max uh, loves see, to... Uh, <laughs> that I'd like ah. to see. That, that I would absolutely like to see. Well, listen, I, I got another quick question here before we get uh, into the uh, final uh, segment of this interview. So, again, in doing my research, Mad Max, I know you're a worldly man and you get an opportunity to interact with a lot of different people, but I couldn't help but notice that, notice, but that over the holidays, you were hanging out with Black Santa Claus, okay? And I, we've been trying to catch up with Black Santa Claus, but we just haven't had any luck. His PR people are hard to get a hold of. Can you tell us a little bit about the picture that you took with Black Santa, because that was freaking awesome. Tell us all about him. What kind of stuff does he give away? Does he give away like, does he give away weed and forty ounces? And what what kind of stuff is Black Santa giving away to the kids these days? Man, Black Santa's giving away positivity and pinky pokes. Man, Black Santa yeah. lost a. Uh, Black Black Santa lost over 150, close to 200 some odd pounds, and uh, Black Santa is part of this elite group that uh, only a select few, including myself, have ever had the privilege to be of, called the Golden Pinky Society. Black Santa also goes by another name, uh, Benjamin Banks, who is a uh, who's one of my best friends. Very good wrestler. Him and his uh, tag team partner, Diamond Victor Griff. Black Santa. That, okay, Renee, that photo was from a couple years ago. Okay. That photo was from a couple years ago. And there's even one piece of the puzzle that's missing. All right. There was one piece of the puzzle from that day in that photo that was missing that needed to be there. That was just way too funny. So, I used to live in Virginia. That's where I trained and cut my teeth and whatnot. And we were doing a birthday party show around Christmas time. 
at the training facility, and it was me and the Golden Pinkett Society versus some folks. And we also had, because there was me, I was an elf, there was Griff the Reindeer, and there was Black Santa Banks. Well, we also had a candy cane elf, but he was not in the photo. That was that was uh, Candy Cane Elf, Urban Legend. Oh my God, the the trunks that kid was wearing was not appropriate for a kid's birthday party. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I asked. I still die. Still... I still die thinking about that. <laughs> Dude, that is uh, that that is so fantastic, uh, and thank you for sharing. Uh, the last thing I wanted to kind of bring up to you, and, and this is kind of an opportunity to kind of allow you to express yourself, kind of you know give your perspective, because we hear a lot of a lot of talent talking about some of the guys that they wrestle and stuff of the stuff that happens on the road, and and all the fans love those stories. But one thing that I noticed kind of as an overarching thread with you, Mad Max is that you always like to give back to the fans. The ones that are cheering for you, the ones that are booing you, you just you have a special connection. Um, you know, you got some fan footage, uh, you know, in that situation that you had over at Eclipse uh, with Frankie Doyle, or uh, Freaky, Freaky Doyle, my mistake. Uh, so you gave credit to the fan who took the footage, and you also uh, participate in meet and greets, um, you know, over at uh, United Elite Wrestling. Um, making those connections have obviously been a priority for you in, in your pro wrestling career. And then also in your filmmaking career, uh, obviously with, with death board and uh, with street show, what do you, what do you attribute that connection to? Why have the fans and having that interaction and connection with the fans always been so important to you? Uh, I don't even know how to really explain that. To be truthfully honest with you, Renee, I know since I was a young headbanger that charity has always been something ingrained in me. It's just always something to just give, just give and give and give. And I just by nature, I love to help. And I'm very, I feel, I feel like I'm very relatable. I'm a pretty, pretty solid dude even though I'm kind of a jerk in the ring sometimes, you know, give or take. But at the end of the day, I appreciate people that support me, and I definitely just try to make sure that I can put the same energy out into the world that is coming back to me because I know not everybody has it. And I know there's a lot of people out there that may not, have the positivity or the strength to get through whatever they're getting through. And that's why I try to make sure that I can, you know, get, you know, put it back in the world. I put back out what I get, you know, and it's without going all philosophical and stuff, man, it's, it's all about, it's, it's all about just putting positivity back out there. I think people pick up on it. It, it, it was, uh, it stuck with me as a kid and it went through me with music and uh, it's going through same thing now. And I feel like I, I'm fortunate enough to be on a big enough platform that I can kind of give back 
to a wider a wider audience, you know. Well, no doubt about it, and that's part of the reason that we appreciate you so much. Obviously, you you had success in the ring. You're you're having some success um, in your filmmaking career. Um, but what it all comes down to, man, is providing that entertainment and that connection with the people that that follow you, the people that are fans of yours. And I know that since we talked to you about a year ago, like Joe pointed out, uh, we've definitely um, enjoyed following you, go down this path, and, and only good things are coming for Mad Max Morrison, man. So that said, I think uh, we'll leave it there for this evening at least and hopefully continue a little bit later down the road. But before you go, Mad Max, we do want to pull a little bit of that craziness out of you before you go. You didn't get a chance to do this with us last time, but we're going to get into a little bit of a segment that we call the shoot and shout. And in the shoot and shout, <laughs> each of us get about 30 seconds to just get off our chest anything that might be chapping our ass. It can be about the air in a potato chip bag. It can be about gas prices. It can be about pro wrestling. It doesn't matter. You just got to bring the heat about something that's pissing you off. And we call it the shoot and shout segment. Mad Max Morrison. Please do us the honor in joining us in this closeout segment tonight. Hey, brother, do you not remember my shoot and shout from last year when I screamed at a wall? No. <laughs> I shot no, wait, a wall. so you did. Okay, I thought we did the game show challenge last year. That's my bad. No, I don't remember. Why did you scream at the wall? <laughs> I should. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, brother. If you want another shoot and shout, man, let me find we something. We need it. That's so right. Can... Man, damn, now, now I got to go back. I got to go back in the archive and listen to that because if somebody <laughs> went off about a wall, I think I'd remember that. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> hey, that's it. It's more like, Answer what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I think both of us. Hey, Answer to me. Hit the music as we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify. Then someone's head off, no human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. You bet, bet, and just stay away, mother. One You know what's happening right now? Go ahead, brother. Fire off. Oh, I <laughs> sorry, I didn't know who was going. <laughs> <laughs> Us either. Go ahead, bro. Nah, go ahead, Jonesy. That's all you, brother. Oh, Jonesy, calling him to the carpet. Uh, Let's go. All right, all right. So my shooting shot doesn't really have anything to do. Go with ahead. Let's have one. Instead, my shooting shot has to do with the new movie Cat. Now, I understand that Cats was a major play and that everybody loves Cats. But just because it was a major play does not mean that it is going to make a good movie because the movie was weird, it was strange, it was awkward. Nobody knew what the hell was going on, and it just did not work out. So just because the movie, just because... Something is is a good play and is very successful as a play does not mean that it's going to become a very good movie. There you go. 
Calm down, Joey. <laughs> relax, bro. <laughs> I felt that. Good grief. <laughs> right here in my chest. Right here. All right, Mad Max, you're up next, man. Give us your shooting shout tonight. Tonight's shooting shout is going to snow. It's cold. It's wet. It causes me to deal with idiots on the road that don't know how to drive because they feel that because there's a little bit of precipitation falling from the sky and sticking to the ground that I have to be stuck behind your slow ass because you also don't know how to use turn signals and go back and forth, let alone stop your freaking car just so I could go by and cause me to scream and yell when I'm in my zen place. I am in my same place after a day where I am so frustrated and pissed off when you just want to make me even more pissed off and just reach through my windshield and choke the life out of you because you don't know how to handle yourself in precipitation because it's goddamn nature, you freaking moron jabroni. (laughs) My goodness, bro. You gotta relax, madman. Jeez Louise, save some for the ring, bro. I never heard nobody oh, go off. <laughs> I never heard nobody go off <laughs> on these terrible-ass drivers like that before. My goodness. Let's fire some shots off. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I guess it's my turn. And, and and you know what? I'm prepared this week. I, I really, Uh-oh. really am. Oh. I, I'm, I'm very prepared, okay? And, and it's pretty simple. Why, oh, why? Please, somebody tell me why. Why? Why is Brock Lesnar... In the Royal Rumble, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, no. It makes no sense. I don't care what they do, Mad Max. Josie, it doesn't matter to me what the outcome is. Do y'all remember the last time that Brock Lesnar was in the Royal Rumble? Oh, that's right. He was only in there to get destroyed by Goldberg. That's why there had to be 12 other guys there to protect Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg. Listen, we're okay with the one match a year. Do not take up a spot in the Royal Rumble when we know you're not going to add anything to it. It doesn't work for me. The Royal Rumble is great because we get to see a lot of legends and a lot of upcoming guys and somebody's going to get this amazing opportunity. But he ain't even defending his damn championship. Remember back in the day when Ric Flair won the championship at a Royal Rumble? Guess what? This ain't the same thing. He ain't even defending it. And you know what? I'm the one that's been saying that the dude is blockbuster and there's nobody better at getting people inside the building. Okay? But geez freaking Louise. We know what you're doing. You're trying to protect him so he doesn't have to defend the championship. And I'm not buying it. I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I usually don't say nothing about storylines. Everybody can do what the hell they want. But, I mean, seriously, why? 
don't make no sense, gentlemen. It doesn't make any sense. Am I the only one who feels that way, or am I crazy, Mad Max? Am I out of my mind? All I, I mean... got to say, <laughs> say is Bach two belt. <laughs> oh, man, hell no. <laughs> Please, no. Did you say, Jones, you said Brock Two Belts? Yep. Ugh. Oh, there you go. Fucking bullshit! <laughs> yes. That's, yes. That's my shoot and shout tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry I got a little excited. It just don't make sense. Mad Max Morrison, before you go, man, you got to make us two promises. Number one, we're going to talk to you at least one more time in 2020. And number two, man, that you'll get everybody the information they need so they can follow you on social media, man. Drop the info on us. Sure thing, Renee. Dude, holler at me anytime because this is a blast. I love it. We and, just talk uh, shit, bro. We don't know anything it, special. I <laughs> uh, know. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> as far as getting in touch with me, I'm all over social media. Mad Max Morrison, two D's, two X's. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I've got a website now. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, it needs to be updated, but it exists. www.madmaxmorrison.com. You can get you can get merch. You can find my booking info, resume, all kinds of things of that nature, and. Um, as far as things coming up right now, like I said, Death Board, we'll hear something in March. Hopefully, Shriek Show will finish filming hopefully in the spring. This Sunday afternoon in Richmond, Virginia, we are doing a meet and greet, as Renee said, for Ultimate Elite Wrestling. It is at uh, Alpha, Comic, Alpha Comics and Games. 1601 Willow Lawn Drive, Richmond, Virginia, 23-230. Come see me and all the stars. We will sign your stuff. We will shake your hands. Maybe we'll shake your babies. Maybe shake your old ladies. We don't know. Let's find <laughs> out. And um, I've got a whole bunch of get. I got a whole bunch of gigs coming up soon. Outbreak Wrestling's coming back. Doing that in February. Got the big match in the cage for Eclipse. Um, I'm going, I'm making my debut at Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance, February 21st at Kaiser High School against Ruthless Jason Raditz, the monster athletic machine himself. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, so go find me on social media. All my gigs are up and, uh, yeah, shoot me a like, shoot me a message, man. Let's talk. I love talking to people, so. Let's uh let's vibe on some stuff. MadMaxMorrison.com. Josie, any final thoughts before we let Mad Max go? Oh man, just you know, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule, and I can't wait to to book another show with you again. And uh, you know, we 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 will we'll have to, to get together and talk about beer because I know that 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 you're a beer connoisseur just like me and Renee, so. Absolutely. We're, we're, definitely, we're definitely not going to be strangers. 
Yeah, because I've already been through a couple through this whole interview, man. How about instead of talking about beer, we drink beer? How does that sound to you? That sounds even better. That sounds even better. I do like to drink beer. Well, here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too, Mad Max. Uh, We have WrestleTalk Podcast mugs, which are guaranteed to make your beer, and, and this is scientifically proven, your beer tastes. 17.5% 17.5% better out of WrestleTalk mug. Maybe we need to get a WrestleTalk podcast mug out to Mad Max Morrison. As long as he promises to, you know, brag about it on his social media. What do you think, Josie? Should we get Mad Max Morrison a WrestleTalk podcast mug? I think that's a good damn idea. I think that that, that would be a good idea, and I think that it would be put to, to use very, very frequently. Okay, Matt, Matt, Man, you know what to do. You know that Should thing will get used frequently. Okay, th- these, are, these are hand-engraved, and it's a bar-quality mug. No nonsense, man. That's how we wow. do business over here at the WrestleTalk Podcast. It's a real deal. So thank you, brother. We love you very much. Be safe out on the road, and we'll talk to you in a couple months. Awesome. Love you to you guys. Take care, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Hey. All right, good night. Boom, baby. Josie, you know what to do, baby. Take us to break. We're coming back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. We'll see you guys in two minutes and 20 seconds. One thing I've always done is that I've always remained to stay who I am. I am DVD, and I represent the SP. Something you can definitely smoke to In my past, hope I did nothing to provoke you A northern cat going down her daisy tubes Rolling downtown with a really crazy crew One of a kind, running with dimes Living a hell of a life, mirror move Mr. Mom, copycats will eventually die Got a whole composure, I'm not looking for exposure I'm just trying to move this notion forward Keep exploring, I know you know this Most of these rappers are boring Got me snoring, checking options, you know I ain't for it That's why they fear me when I hit the booth and start recording They're looking nervous, looking like the regal couldn't afford it. I'm on a steal for my homies who ain't here. Asking God, was there really a reason they had to disappear? Life works in mysterious ways. I'm just happy to be here still doing my thing. I am DBD. And I represent the SP. Up on the end, or rising towards another level. Wood pusher, no pedal, skate scum, no Geppetto. A healer and a feeler, feeling like Hercules, Mercandese. We can see that ain't nothing to me. I take personal time to spend my life on these lines. Don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Where this bond? When I grab the mic and set it rocket to the early moan. What we on? Well, it's nothing but that pines, hope. You don't even need to worry about another thing. Cause opportunities are endless that I'm known to bring. A king ran my way, but it's never kissed a ring. It's respect and love, man. We made it more than just a dream. Down 
doubt me, all you want to, but at least you know I'm right. Buzzing around the hype, ain't the type of life I'm living like. So, catch me out your drama, I don't want no problems. The world keeps revolving while my mind keeps evolving. Nah, motherfucking DBT. And I represent the SP. Slum down. Yo, what up? Night Owl. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night of the prom. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Now it is time for the FWWC segment, and I do have something really, really quick to say. Uh, there was one rule in the FWWC: you never leave the match that you are in just because you are tired. It never works out. It's not going to work out. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Anyways, night out. If you're with us, take it away, sir. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And you know what, Josie? I'm not going to kick you out of the segment today only because I was told by the BOD, and, of course, this was brought to light by El Mata, um, <laughs> you as the Warriors Heart champion are allowed to come on the FWWC segment or on the Wrestle Talk podcast Basically, anytime you want, because you are the top champion in the FWWC, the Warriors are champion. So, I can't even force you to leave anymore. But all I'm going to ask is, can you at least let other people get a word out before you start cutting them off, interrupting, or hitting that damn snore sound drop? Can you let the other callers participate, please? I have no problem letting the other callers participate. I have no problem doing that. I promise to be a good little boy doing this Uh oh. Oh no. He's back. I mean what's going on, Mayhem? You 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 kinda interrupted me, but how you doing, sir? Oh, oh. I had to interrupt you because usually I come on here, I clown the night owl because he dressed like a bum, all that other good stuff, but tonight is different. What are you talking about, bro? This, this is a Nike hoodie right here, baby. This is just a we know brand that. new Nike We know you got, it's, we got, it's you got that from Indonesia. Here, bro. I mean, come on, bro. Not Under Armour. A tap out, bro. What do you mean I look like a bum? I, I'm, I'm yeah, like out culture, there. bro. <laughs> Yeah, that outfit needs to be that outfit needs to be tapped out. That's how bad looking it is. You probably got it from Indonesia. It's not even legit. What's wrong with you, man? Hey, look, I got a Wrestle Talk podcast mug. That makes up for all my bad looks. Okay, that's fine. Whatever, man. You're mean, bro. Well, you're like the Grinch after New Year's. Why you gotta be like that? Someone's gotta. Someone's gotta do it. But anyways, Mr. Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, I am here to talk about something very personal. Now, it's well documented about this this clown, this crazed-ass 
ashy ass clown that's been going around terrorizing people, kidnapping people with God knows whatever tools he has in his basement. And he's been threatening my family and La Familia, and someone has to step up. So I challenged him. I looked for him. I had my ear in the streets. I couldn't find him. So I issued him a challenge, and he finally accepted the challenge. So a Royal Rumble is going to be me versus the Dusty Clown, the Krusty Clown, whatever you want to call him. And once I get my hands on him, like I've said before, the circus will be put out of business. Wow. Uh, okay, ma'am. Well, listen, we've seen a lot of crazy things from this uh, this clown character. Are you not concerned that he's a little unpredictable? Because he, he's most certainly been hard to catch up with. We've been trying to interview him here on the FWWC segment for a couple of weeks now, and, uh, and we can't seem to get a word. People already dubbing him Homie the Clown versus Mayhem, or the match, Homie the Clown versus Mayhem. <laughs> Don't you already have a tag match at the Royal Rumble that you need to be concerned about? Are you sure you want to spend your time on uh, on this clown character? You see, someone of my caliber can multitask. I can do two things at once. I can beat the clown, and I can also, along with my partner, El Mata, take those tag belts that was unlawfully taken from us. So I can knock out two birds with one stone, and that's exactly what I'm going to do at the Royal Rumble. I'm not worried about how unpredictable he is, okay? He doesn't scare me, okay? He has no way to put any fear in my heart. So if you're listening from whatever trash can you're living in, clown, come Royal Rumble, me and you, we're going to fight. I'm going to take you out for good. There you go. Uh, Wow. Well, Mayhem... And I'm getting messages here. It sounds like we got a couple of angry people on hold. Mayhem, um, I know that you're focused on the clown, but let's be serious. You've got something that's far more important than this rivalry, okay? You've got the FWWC brand battle in front of you. You tied Blue Brand in the last score update. What are you going to do to ensure that Red Brand once again comes out on top for year two? Of the FWWC brand <clears throat> It's real simple. Strategize. You see, me and my peoples, we've been figuring out how to pull out this win at the key moments. And this last pick showed exactly how we are putting ourselves in position to win. You see, I picked up one of the hottest free agents ever in the FWWC, El Diablo. I picked up Red Rum. Okay. What did Curtis pick up? Tell me, what did he? What did, who did he pick up? Do you remember uh, he who he picked, picked up? up? Huggy, he picked up Huggy Bear. He picked up Huggy Bear. He picked Bear. up Snuggles the Bear, one of the Care Bears. Okay, if you want to call him Snuggle Bear, <laughs> Dusty Bear, whatever you want to call him, Lazy Bear, because obviously he can't finish a match. He's too tired to finish a match. So it just shows the type of research Curtis does. Okay, wait which a minute. Wait. Little to none. Let, let, let's let's take a quick break here, and we are going to get to a couple more callers. So hang tight. Uh, by the way, guys, we do have Madman Fulton of Impact Wrestling that's going to be joining us here in just a matter of moments. But Jonesy, give us more information on this. So you were in a match against Huggy Bear, and he decided to take a map, a nap in the middle of it. 
I keep hearing this, oh, but no. I can't believe it, man. Can you give us a little bit more information? Because I'm very confused. Oh, no, 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 no. See, he wrestled me on Monday, and, and I beat him on on Monday. Uh, I gave him his first defeat, and then he was supposed to wrestle Hardcore Sith on SmackDown on Friday, and I guess in the middle of the match, he left the match because he said he was tired. Yes. Oh, okay. no. Are you serious? That is a cardinal sin for a free agent. If you commit to a match, you got to follow through with it all the way to the end. I mean, come on. Now, one thing you, that you have not – wait a minute. One thing that you did not bring up, Mayhem, is the other free agent that the blue brand picked up. And they picked up Rick Maverick, a guy who was caught to the attention of El Mata himself. Any fear that you might have made a mistake by not picking up Rick Maverick? You know, I, I had it on my board that that was my next pick. I was going to pick up Rick Maverick, but Curtis snuck, took him from me. And I got to say, it's only a matter of time before he goes running from the Blue Brand. But, you know, it's a good pickup for him. You know, he's he's well-established. You know, he's, he's someone that everyone knows what you're getting. You're going to get someone – He's going to put fists to face and boots to asses. And this whole thing with Mata that's just popped up out of nowhere, it's going to be interesting because you got a couple of guys who were kind of roughneck. They like to fight. They like to talk. So we're going to see where this goes. I think it's going to be something very interesting to watch. Absolutely. Well, Mayhem, we're going to give you a chance to shout out or shoot out any last messages that you want to shoot to the FWC, maybe a battle cry to the red brand to try to make sure that they do everything they can to secure this brand battle win. And, uh, and maybe can you tell us what you think is going to happen after the brand battle is over? Floor is yours. All I got to say, red brand is stand up, stand up and fight till the end. We already know how this goes. We have unity on our brand. So I'm not even worried about how this is going to end. And after the brand battle, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? It's an infinite amount of possibilities of what can happen in the FWWC. But I will say this. When you have someone like El Macha in the wings somewhere, you just never know what's going to happen. We've seen it before. When he shut down the FWWC, you never know what's going to happen. And also my last message before I go, Night Owl, use a hoe. Oh. Wow. Really? Really? That's it? And then the man just hangs the phone up like that? <laughs> Quite arrogant, if you ask me. Well, listen, guys, the phone lines are absolutely on fire. Intern Timmy, make sure you dial up everybody to make sure who we know we have on hold. But the moment that you've all been waiting for impacts the very own Madman Fulton, a man that showed up and laid waste to Rich Swan, a man that went the limit with RVD, a guy who's not afraid to face off against Tessa Blanchard. The Madman is going to be joining us in just a matter of moments. We got time for one more caller in the FWWC, and I know you guys are very, very loyal to the show, so we're going to take just a few moments and allow one more caller to call in and talk to us about the FWWC. And those of you guys who don't get on for that, stay on hold. You're going to be listening to an Impact Superstar, a man from OVE, 
one of the hardest factions, period, on the planet in professional wrestling today. So make sure you guys stay tuned. All that said, we're going to bring on a guy that's been on hold for well over an hour. Man, who's a well-respected superstar in the FWWC and a guy that is the newest member of the Saviors of Funk. The one and only, folks, Tank Westbrook. Tank, you got very little time, so bring the heat. Hey, uh, how you doing tonight? I- I'm doing good, man. I'm excited, man. We got a huge superstar on hold ready to come on, man. So make sure you bring the heat. Oh, you only bring the heat. Well, first of all, I want to give you a shoot and shout. You know how you were talking about how WWE is not thinking correctly about the Brock Lesnar being in the Royal Rumble. Not only that, I heard you talk a little bit about the Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley storyline. I'm with you 100%. I wish the WWE would just stop it already. That storyline is so... I, I just I can't stand it. It's a it's honestly a bathroom break for me when it comes on to my TV. Now you want me to bring the heat. Let me tell you this: to anybody and everybody on the blue brand, you just heard what Marcus Mayhem is telling his red brand. If they think they have it in the bag, let's stand up, let's put it down, and let's tell the red brand that not only. Does the blue brain stand together? But we're going to win this brand battle. My goodness, wow. ladies and gentlemen, strong words from the former UHC of the blue brand, Tank Westbrook. More information about the FWWC over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Go over to the Fantasy Wrestling tab. Guys, if we said it once, we'll say it again. There's a lot of people in this world that wish they could live out their dreams the way that Mad Max Morrison is doing. There's a lot of people who wish they could live out their dreams the way Mad Man Fulton is doing. But life isn't always fair. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's mental. Sometimes it's circumstantial. And sometimes it's financial. Not everybody who wants to be a professional wrestler can be. The FWWC provides an incredible alternative to those who want to compete and do everything wrestlers do except actually step in the ring. More information at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash Fantasy Wrestling. Thanks, everybody, from the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter for contributing. You're on hold and we didn't get you on. We apologize, but don't worry. Friday night, the FWWC Tonight podcast, that's a whole hour and a half dedicated exclusively to the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. But it is time to move on to the second featured interview of the evening, Jonesy. I know you're very excited because I am as well. So, intern Timmy, cue up the music as we welcome a man that is menacing not only by size, by, but by his gratuitous levels of violence. And I was there in the front row witnessing it just about a week and a half ago over at Pro Wrestling Revolver in Iowa. Enter Timmy, you know what to do, baby. Hit the music as we welcome in for the very first time, Mad Man Fulton. Man, how do you not get jammed up for that music all the time? Yeah, baby! (laughs) 
I get jazz, dude. I get jazzed up every single time I hear him scream those letters, man. Like I love that song. <laughs> that song is so freaking awesome, Madman. Thank you, sir, for agreeing to come on to this podcast. Uh, it 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 is, is a definite definite honor. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and start it off. Uh, you started off not in professional wrestling, but actually you you were a amateur wrestler. Can you tell us about your amateur wrestling career? Uh, yeah, man. Actually, I I started. I got into amateur wrestling because of professional wrestling. Uh, growing up, I I thought it was the same thing, and I didn't have anybody tell me that it wasn't. So like, I showed up. I showed up at nine years old to uh, my first wrestling practice, thinking that there was going to be a ring in my school gymnasium. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent, there's not. By the way, spoiler alert for all of you listening. Uh, it'd be another 16 years or so before any of that happened. Um, but yeah, I uh, I fell in love with it. Got through high school pretty well. Uh, I was a two-time state placer in Ohio, and then uh, ended up going to college. And I was a two-time All-American out of Ashland University. Wow, that is 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 absolutely awesome. So you started off as a amateur wrestler, and then you moved to a uh, to professional wrestling. And you know, you you have had quite. A, uh, a a career, you know, you uh, are trained under a guy by the name of the Living Nightmare, Jimmy Lee. I mean, you you made your your debut in 2010, and you had some amazing, amazing matches. And you know, you you've even had the opportunity to wrestle, who I feel is one of the best female wrestlers around right now, and that is Tessa Blanchard. Can you tell us about wrestling, Tessa Blanchard? Uh yeah man you know it's you you know you got to give credit where credit's due you know respect to anybody who's willing to step in that ring and fight on any level Tessa's definitely the type of person who had every opportunity to say no to a match like that knowing knowing what she was going to happen knowing that she's obviously outweighed and outfought and she still you know she still had enough to stand up to it uh so credit where credit's due there but. You know, I don't. I don't really think there's a a gap in. I don't think there's a gender gap in wrestling anymore. I don't think it's necessary. I think what people call intergender wrestling is just wrestling. It's just professional wrestling. I mean, it's it's Mysterio, Big Show. It's there's all these different scenarios that can happen in professional wrestling. And I think that if, if we take intergender off the market, that's so many more amazing matches that have the possibility of happening that you're just ignoring because it's some drawn-out rule that you've made up in your mind that a man and a woman can't have a, com- a competitive wrestling match together. Absolutely. You know, I am a big fan of, of, of intergender wrestling, and you hit it right on the uh, nail. It's not just, it's not intergender wrestling. It's just professional wrestling. So. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you you right now that Jessica Havoc hit me harder in that match in Iowa um, than (laughs) most guys I even set foot in the ring with. Wow. (laughs) Jessica Havoc. Did she, like, don't, don't sleep on Jessica Havoc. Like, she'll fucking, she'll fight you. Oh, absolutely! I, I 
guarantee I, I believe it. I would not want to mess with this that Jessica Havoc. Like, she could probably pick me up and body slam me without any problems whatsoever. So, so, so I guess that might oh, yeah, be sure. my next question be, uh, before I throw it to my co-host, because I know he has a bunch of uh, uh, questions, is what was it like being trained under the uh, guidance of Jimmy Lee? Um, I I actually loved my start with Jimmy Lee. Uh, I started with him in 2010. Uh, I was actually still wrestling in college. So it was against the rules uh, for me to be training on a pro level, actually. So I had to. It's very secretive. I would I was actually going after my wrestling practices in college and kind of keeping it under wraps for a while. Um, but Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee's been around for a long time. He's a very, very old school trainer. Um, our, our gym, ASWA, was started by uh, a man named Charlie Fulton, who's who's highly revered as you know. He's always he's done a lot of travel, traveling with the WWF as well as the WWF, uh, even wrestling the Rock's grandpa at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Jimmy was trained by him, and has just passed down like a lot of that. The old school technique and like the old school respect for the sport um, to me, and it's been huge in my career. Like I owe a lot of what I've been able to do in my life to the guidance he's given me early on. You know, and especially you know if you're if you're an Ohio guy and you're listening and you have a chance to just travel around, like he's definitely a guy you want to learn from. Just like. If it's anything to learn that real old school mentality about just handling it like you used to. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh Renee, why don't you come in with other with other, with other questions that you have, sir? Uh, Josie, man, those were some great uh great questions to kick us off and, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm particularly excited about this interview because uh, Madman, you're one of those guys that I had the pleasure uh, of seeing originally uh, over at NXT, and and even then, uh, you can tell when the guys got a lot of potential, but maybe just needs the right canvas. And I think the same could be said for Sammy. We all remember the Solomon Crow character. I'm sure some people wish they didn't, <laughs> but. That's what happens when you try to take something out of the box and stick it in a box. And I guess I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about a moment that people are still talking about months and months later, and that's when you debuted in Impact and came out. And I thought you killed Rich Swan, bro. Like, I don't know how you guys did that choke spot where he went like 18 feet in the air, but it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. Uh uh, it's, it's, great. it's actually the secret. The secret is I'm really fucking strong. Oh, I'm freaking! I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> that, that it's just the coolest thing. What was that moment like for you after everything that you had gone through leading up to that debut? Did it kind of feel like you were like, you know, dirtying up a rag, you know, or like? Well, was it that sort of moment where you were back with family in a place that really sees you for what you are and sees all the ability and talent that you have outside of you just being a big guy? How big was that for you? Because just watching it on TV, it felt like a big moment, not for you just professionally, but also personally. Um, 
yeah, actually, there's 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 definitely a lot of emotion that goes into a, a, that that redebut on Impact. Um, when I when I got into NXT, I was 22 years old, and I was just looking for every little bit of help I could get. And eventually you get pulled so many directions and you try to check so many boxes for so many different coaches, you get lost in that shuffle. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people ask me about my time in NXT and, and being let go from there. But honestly, like, I don't know if I would ever have risen to the level I am had they not let me go. One thing about NXT that happens is you become, I don't want to say you become complacent, but you 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 get used to that paycheck coming in every single week and you're trying and you're working your hardest but that's also a place where working hard doesn't necessarily mean you're going to move forward do any better um so so when they when they let me go and and all of a sudden you're not in that safety bubble of that check every single week you learn man you learn how to fight, you learn how to scrap, you learn what it takes to to rise back to that level. Um, I moved back to Ohio. I I spent all my savings on, on buying a place and moving back up. I went from being all right to completely broke without a job and and you know, two hours still two hours away from my family. And it's kill or be killed at that moment. And it's work and it's work and it's just put your head down and try and try and try and try. So when that when that moment finally came, like when I was finally offered that contract and I was finally given that that chance to debut, it's it's a moment of you're starting you're starting on a new path. You finally opened up a doorway. It's all that hard work that you've just been drilling and drilling and drilling and drilling, and it's just starting to crack a light. That's what that moment was for me, like on both professional and on a very personal level. Like that's the light coming through the darkness, showing that everything you're doing, all the effort you're putting in, that you're going the right direction and that you're doing something right. And every single time, I, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who I do not want to ask for anything. I don't want to be given anything. Everything that I've earned at Impact so far, I feel like I've earned by, by doing everything in my power by proving to them night in, night out, that I'm a guy that's here, I'm ready to fight, I'm ready to go at all points in time. And I and I think that I honestly think that in twenty twenty nobody in impact's gonna be able to stop my flow. Ooh, that doesn't sound Sorry, like a I got I got a little long like in there, man. You, know, no, no, you, you brought good, up bro. something that very personal like to me. That's a cool like a moment promise. in my life. Hell yeah, no. That that is a really cool moment. And I know from afar people can appreciate uh the growth. Um I mean when you look up your Wikipedia page, it, it the primary <laughs> name that still comes up is Sawyer Fulton. So I, I actively really the other actually the other night, um not that I would ever consume any beverage of the adult type, but if I were, uh, I may or may not have been trying to figure out how to change that dumb freaking picture on my Wikipedia page that I hate. <laughs> I'm 50 pounds heavier in it. You can see the fat on my face. I hate that picture. I hate it, and this I want it to go right away. 
but I don't know how to edit Wikipedia. And I don't have a, a profile or anything to do it. All right, so listen, we're going to help you out, all right, bro, because the WrestleTalk family is, is expansive. Uh, we're, we're based out of, out of the East Coast. We're also based out of the Midwest. If anybody in the WrestleTalk family can figure out how to change this picture right here on, on um, Madman Fulton's Wikipedia page to something way doper, like the freaking uh, not even not even like, way like doper like pick. a little doper like please like, <laughs> god man it's such Bro, a bad picture this, this picture that we have of you on our poster that just went up on Instagram a couple of minutes ago like that should totally be your picture where you've got like the half mask and the dreads going down the side like whoever can figure that out if, if you're a member of the WrestleTalk family, you can figure out how to change that picture. We will ship you a fully customized WrestleTalk podcast mug. That's right. Courtesy of the WrestleTalk podcast, this is full bar quality glass, hand engraved by Rathbones Engraving. It'll be a WrestleTalk podcast mug. We'll ship it to you if you can show us <laughs> that you're responsible for getting a new picture up on Wikipedia. Because, goddammit, Madman Fulton deserves better than that. He looks a little too Yeah. Kind of That's like going above and beyond. This is the kind of podcast I like. This interview is always go, already going great. We're getting shit done. We're getting shit done. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to get shit done. Well, well uh, let, me, let me jump into my next question as the uh, crack nerd staff at WrestleTalkPodcast.com gets working on that. Take us back to that environment, if you don't mind, Madman. And, and I'm talking about NXT just briefly here. We've seen some guys, and I hate to say this because he's been on the show, he's a good friend, but we've seen guys crack under the pressure down there, most recently ACH. We saw it happen to Eli Drake, he came out of it, he's doing great, we love him as well, and he's a good friend of the show. What is it about the culture down there? Is there like an, an innate kind of just like constant competitive struggle down there? Like, is it more stressful than some other locker rooms? Uh, we've had guys like Rudy Boy Gonzalez uh, and my man uh, from, from Monster Factory go down and kind of do training sessions for a week or whatever. We know Ace Steel is down there now. He's from the Midwest as well. Chicago's very own Ace Steel. Shout out to him and Lucy. What What is kind of – give us a feel, if you can, Madman, about what that environment is and why maybe not everybody's cut out for it. I think I think a lot of the stigma about what goes on there is kind of is it's it's how you perceive it's how you perceive things mentally. It's how you're going to go okay. about things on your own mental level. Um, I honestly feel like how mature I am now and the things I've gone through now is much better suited for not saying I want to go back by any means anytime soon. I'm very happy at impact. Let's make that very clear. Like I love impact. Well, bro, you're killing it over there. But, the stories they oh, have. Yeah, exactly. Why would I want to go it, anywhere it, else? Not right now. You're killing. Anyway. You're killing. No question. But like I, on, my, on a maturity level, I think it's, I'm a lot better suited to go there because I, I think one thing that you really need to think about while you're there is that, it's not – it's a competition, but it's not in that it's, it's hard work isn't what's going to do it for you. It's required. You should be working hard. You should be busting your ass day in, day out, 
lifting, training, learning, everything you can. They have some of the best minds in one of the best areas to learn. Everything is there for you. Everything is there for you to be a superstar. It's just figuring out how to put those pieces together. Um, The way I've always thought about it, actually, uh, Steve Carino kind of talked to me about this a little bit, is you can work hard. You can can push everything to being the biggest and juiciest steak on the shelf. But if there's a vegan doing the shopping, you're never, ever, ever going to get bought. And when you're in a place like that, you kind of have to realize that, that that moving forward, that becoming the next thing isn't necessarily necessarily about being better or worse. It's about how you're going to be perceived as a wrestler. And it, it takes a toll. When you're not ready for that kind of thinking, it takes a toll. I came out of amateur wrestling. If I'm better than you, I'm better than you, straight up. If I kick your ass, then I win. Hands down, end of story. Professional wrestling is a whole different animal. There's so many different layers to it. And in, unless you're prepared to kind of like mentally take that leap and figure that out, it, it could definitely be a hard place for you, especially if you're competitive. Yeah, because – and I've heard this before, uh, Madman. Like you can check all the boxes off and still not – get the opportunity that maybe you feel you deserve. I mean, you, you take a look at a guy, uh, I think you'll be familiar with him, the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that looks the part, sounds the part, he can work his ass off, but for whatever reason, it just it wasn't meant to be. But now there are places outside of there where you guys can kind of be yourselves a little bit more and make that connection. That's why, in and, my opinion, go ahead, jump in, please. Oh, no. And, and is, as I said, like, it's where you actually, like, it's where you learn. When NXT first started, nobody cared about it. Like, when I first went there in 2012, nobody cared. We were going to shows with 15 people. I heard Bray Wyatt cut some of the best promos of my life to a crowd in Palatka, Florida, in front of 12 people. One whole side of the crowd being the dad of the guy who he's wrestling. And it's... <laughs> my, so that's my. how you learn. That's I'll how you change. learn. When there's a possibility of failing, you figure it out. And I, and, I, and I think this is a very sheltered, not sheltered, there's always a possibility of failing. There's always a possibility of getting fired. But when it's the difference of, well, uh, I guess uh, I'm just going to eat eggs for the next week because I didn't make enough on merch money to buy real groceries. You figure it out a lot quicker that way. But uh, I mean, obviously that's not the way you want to. But right. It's 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 good. It's a challenge. Everything's a challenge, but um, I, I honestly think that, especially right now, the other thing with NXT is that you're bottlenecked in. Before you could always go to the main roster, but now you are the main roster, so the bottleneck becomes thicker. Now it's going to take longer to make it out or make it up, and I think that's going to start taking a completely different type of toll on people there. 
Well, I should be wrong. More than likely. Well, I'll tell you what. There's no doubt in my mind that, that those days, people always ask you about that. But here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, we have the habit of, of trying to look forward more than we look back. And, it, and we respect the history and every, everything that everybody's done. But you, respect sir, the history, are but you ain't never going to change it, man. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be what it is. But you, sir, have one of the most promising futures of anybody in the sport of professional wrestling. And I know you said it before, and, and I want to make sure that it, that it, it comes across very clearly uh, during this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. You're very happy where you are. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason that legends of the past and some of the very best up-and-coming talent of the future have decided to make impact their home. Now, everybody loves a road story, so I'm going to ask you for just one. Maybe you do have to go back to your NXT days, or maybe it's something that happened last weekend. Can you share with us one of those funny, crazy, kind of hard-to-believe stories from being on the road? Because we know you've been doing it for a while now, about 10 years or so, if I'm not mistaken, or close to it. So, close to it. Uh, have you had I'll be celebrating for- 10 years this, uh, in October. There you go. Boom. I knew I was close. I knew I was close. So, you got any stories for us, Madman Fulton, about being on the road, you know, maybe at a, at a gas station or, or getting stranded somewhere or maybe being in the car with somebody that you looked up to since you were a kid? Is there anything like that you might be able to share with the uh, members of the Russell Talk family? Oh, okay. Let's, uh, let's try to think of a few that aren't going to get me fired from my job. This, no, no, we're not going to get you fired. Listen, nobody listens to this show, so don't worry about it, okay? No, <laughs> no listen. In all um, seriousness. No, I've, I've had a lot of, no, I've had a lot of really cool opportunities as far as, as getting to meet a lot of the guys I idolized growing up. Uh, Kane has always been one of my favorite wrestlers. I've gotten to meet and wrestle with him on a bunch of different occasions, um, and especially when you're in the PC Everybody walks in and walks out all the time. Um, but I will say one of the one of the coolest things that happened. I, I don't get don't get me wrong. I have a lot of crazy stories, but I think uh, just a cool thing that uh, I had the opportunity to do is while I was still in NXT, um, the WrestleMania in Dallas. Um, my birthday is always around WrestleMania. My birthday is April second, so I'm a mania baby. And in Dallas, uh, <clears throat> I believe it was a Saturday before, was April 2nd because it took place on April 3rd. And I was approached by Matt Bloom, myself, and Alexander Wolf. Uh, we were tagging at that time. This is pre-sanity, I believe, though. And uh, he's like, hey, it's your birthday, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I need you and Wolf. And he grabbed us. So we were actually supposed to be wrestling the access later. He stopped us. He's like, hey, I need you. Go get in this car. We go and we get in an SUV and they drive us away in like this secret, like curtained off room and had just nothing but a ring in it, completely curtained off, just blank. And they just lead us in there and we're sitting and uh, they end up bringing in Baron Corbin as well. And they had us all in there because, yeah, well, they had us all in there because uh, Shaq, needed to learn how to fall out of a ring without dying. And since it was my birthday, they decided that I was going to be <laughs> the perfect test dummy to show him. 
So one of the coolest things, one of the most random stories, is I actually got to train Shaq for WrestleMania. What? <laughs> Dude, that is the illest. Bro, I'm a huge Shaq fan personally. Like me, me personally, I, I grew up in Florida, so the Orlando Magic are near and dear to my heart. Um, so that is amazing, bro. You got to work with the big Aristotle, the NBA Hall of Famer. Dude, I don't know if that was on your bucket list before, but that's one of those things like, okay, this wasn't on my bucket list, but I'm going to go ahead and check it off anyway. That must have been so yeah, I'm going to add dope. it to the bucket list and check it off. But it was, <laughs> it was really, they set us aside an hour, and he just shows up in sweatpants and, like, size 25 toms and literally figures it out. And, like, I show him twice, and he nails it, nails it again. And it honestly just became like, well, we we have another 50 minutes or so. You just want to mess around. And sure enough, like, he was just running the ropes. Uh, We showed him how to give us body slams and easier stuff, like just, you know, getting him happy and having some fun. But, uh, yeah, no, he's he's a supreme athlete. It took him a whole five minutes to figure out exactly what he needed to do. So (laughs) it it was a cool time. Oh, my gosh. That's so dope. I'm so glad I asked that question. Well, Josie, I want to have you come in with any final questions that you have for OBE's very own Madman Fulton uh, so that we can close this out with a little bit of competition. I know you're an athlete, Madman, so once Joe gets done with his questions, I want to go one-on-one, the Night Owl versus Madman Fulton and a little bit of a trivia challenge. The question is, are you game, amigo? Man, you're going to expose the fact that I don't know everything about professional wrestling out in the open <laughs> like this? Well, let's be oh, fair. Oh, no. I, I, know, I know you probably don't listen religiously. I could be wrong. But every single game show challenge is always against me. They're probably going to ask you questions about Ohio athletes or, like, the best mm-hmm. diners in Cleveland. It's always some bullshit like that. So okay. As long as you're not exposing the fact that I don't know how many title reigns that, uh, like, Toots Moms had, then I'm good. But <laughs> all right, it's we'll fair. See. Either way, I, I might know. not even know that much about Ohio, and then that's going to be really embarrassing, too. I'm sure that's what it's going to be. I just right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'll give it a go. That'll I'll be give bad. it a go. Right. Josie, jump back in with any final questions you have. Impact's very own Madman Fulton. I do. I I I have at least one more question. Um, my question is, what is it like being in OBE with you know Jake and Dave Chris, who are amazing tag team wrestlers, and Sammy Callahan as being you know one of of the hottest uh, wrestlers today? What's it like being a part of OBE? Um, I'll tell you what, man, those guys are really like family to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Sammy and I became really good friends while we were down in NXT. Um, and when I came to a kind of hard point in my life after being let go and some other negative things happening, he was the one who convinced me to move back up to Ohio. It was him and it was Jake who were kind of pushing me and, motivating me and at the same time Dave was letting me in uh to to the practices to the training that he ran and just helping me hone my skills 
by teaching younger guys. And all three of them have just been amazing at, at bringing me up and kind of bringing this new, more physical wrestler out of me. They, they are honestly, like, they're honestly like my family. Like I text Sammy and Jake like every single day about wrestling and just different stuff. Wow, that that is awesome. Just just to be a part of of, of that group and, and and that kind of a family. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time oh, for Joe, the Joe, 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 wait, 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 Joe, Joe. Let me let me stop you. I, I I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna be a little selfish. I got one last question because you brought him up, and since you brought him up, I gotta ask the question. So, Madman, and and, and if you prefer to defer. I understand, but I'm going to ask you the question anyway. That whole situation with Sammy and Jim Cornette, you're probably closer to the situation than anybody we know. What the hell? Is there legitimately heat between Sammy and Jim Cornette, or is that just for TV? If you can't answer, I understand, but I got to ask the question because, my goodness, when those two guys got in each other's faces, about three months ago, the whole wrestling world was talking about it. Because these are two guys, Jim in his own right and Sammy in his own, that are both very well respected in the sport. Can you shed any light on that situation whatsoever? I'm never going to be one to put words into Sammy's mouth. Um, But just from my side, knowing some of the things he said about people very close to us and knowing some of the things that he's said about Sammy in general and just in wrestling in general. Um, I would never put words into Sammy's mouth, but uh, I don't think his feelings are are unwarranted. Let's put it that way. Ah, so anything Sammy says about Jim is more uh, than justified is what you're saying. I think it's more than justified. Oh, love to hear that. And, and you know what? That may not sound like a lot, but I'll tell you what. The heat there was tremendous, and there was a reason that everybody in the pro wrestling world was talking about it. We do have one last question, and this is from a fan, uh, from our friend Assad here in Kansas City. And the question is, Madman Fulton, can you do me a favor and tell me if there are any future plans to bring Impact Wrestling to Kansas City. Hashtag KC Impact. Madman, any ideas as to whether or not we'll ever get an Impact Wrestling show here in good old Kansas City? I'll tell you what, man. Even even since joining up with Impact, the waves we've been making and, and everything that's been going on, we've slowly been picking up more and more followers. Our YouTube channel's going nuts. Our Twitch is blowing up further. The move to Access TV was huge. Great move. Everything's getting better and better and better. And I will tell you right now that leading up from January to April, we have almost as many impact shows as I think we did from when I signed to the end of the year. Like from February to what? December. Like That's impact is starting down. Oh, it's awesome. It's so cool to be part of something up and coming, something building again. 
I was part of NXT when we were going from FCW to what NXT was now. And it was a cool feeling, but everything was still geared towards those guys. What I love about Impact is that it's all growing. It's all getting bigger. And I feel like they're doing their best to include all of us in it. They're bringing all of the superstars up with them. They're building us and making us look awesome and great and huge and giving us all these opportunities. And they're using that as a reason to build it up. They're building this around the wrestlers. And I think it's really starting to show. And if you look at our schedule in the next few months, you see how many more times Impact is running than they were last year. And there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to start traveling out to all new places. So I definitely think KC Impact is on the horizon very, very soon. Yes, yes, yes. I personally am very excited about that possibility because you know what? Just in your short stint at Impact, you've already faced some of the coolest people in the world of pro wrestling. I personally love, even though Dave had to stick his nose in it, I was really enjoying your match against Rob Van Dam, bro. Hopefully we get another chance to see you guys do it because Impact Wrestling is doing big things. And if you guys haven't given them another chance, if you've not taken the opportunity to see what they're doing, I highly recommend you go over to YouTube and check out Impact Wrestling, particularly the Madman Fulton matches, which are some of my personal favorites. All that said, pleasantries out the window, because you know what? It's time for the Night Owl, yours truly, to go one-on-one with Madman Fulton in tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. The question, Madman, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Let's go. Jonesy, you know what to do, baby. Cue up. Tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight this it is time for again for the world famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's bout is scheduled. For the best two out of three falls, with tonight's contestants being the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and OVE's Madman Fulton. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. When you think you know the correct answer, just shout out your answer, and the first person to win two out of three falls will win tonight's game show challenge. In honor of tonight's guest, the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is. O-H-I-O. All tonight's Game Show Challenge answers will be professional wrestlers from the state of Ohio. Remember, the first person... See, I knew it! I knew you guys were going to make it hard for me. Damn it, Jonesy! Why do you always do this to me? Remember, the the first person to win two out of three falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. So, for example, if I were to say... This wrestler was born in Cincinnati. He's held the CCW World Championship, the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, the WWE United States Championship. Would that be Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose would be correct. You would have gotten a point. So that's how the game show is going to go. So are you gentlemen ready? 
Yeah. We are, and no, by no. the way, yeah, I, I am ready. And by the way, we have a caller who's been waiting for close to 50 minutes. So we're going to, his name is Luchador. As soon as we're done with the game show challenge, we're going to let him get on because apparently he's a huge fan of yours, Madman. Are you cool with that? Are you you down with taking one yeah, last caller? Um, yeah. He's, I'm he's fine with that. Hey, I'm my, I'm my favorite subject to talk about. I will talk about myself all night. <laughs> I, I love me some. I love me some me. <laughs> I, I, all right, so let's go ahead and get through the game show challenge first, Josie. I'm ready. I'm gonna take the madman down right now. All right. This question number one. This late professional wrestler was a former WWF Intercontinental Champion, a former WWF World Heavyweight Champion, and a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Even though he was billed from Sarasota, Florida. He was born in Columbus, Ohio. He lost to the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 7. He won the World Wrestling, the WWE Championship. Macho, Macho Man. Man is correct. That's yeah, baby. Cool, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So, the Night Out has won. Madman has, has known none yet. So, okay. Question number two. This wrestler was also born in Columbus, Ohio. Over the career of her, the course of her career, she has held the WWE Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, and was the host of WrestleMania 35. Think of a moment of bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is correct. Corey Fulton got that one. So we are now tied. One to one, it all comes down to this. Question number three. This wrestler was 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 born in Ohio. Over the course of his career, he has held the TNA World Championship title twice, the Impact Grand Championship once. No. And has had the full range as the WWE twenty four seven champion. He's got, think of, he's got three letters in his name. Starts with an E. Starts with an E, has three letters. EC3, EC3. Oh, yeah, he's from Cleveland. You're right. Damn. EC3 is correct, and as being the official of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge, we are going to go ahead and give this contest to Story of Fulton. So congratulations, sir. You what? have won the rest of the time. I'll take it. You have won the rest of the time. Oh, you have man. Seriously? So, I feel like the Cleveland Browns right now. He's from freaking uh, <laughs> Cleveland. Yes. <Yeah>, so <laughs> allow me to, to uh, play your uh, celebration music, so. And I think you're really going to like this one. No, 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 no. Such a badass song. I love it. Man, <laughs> I'm going to blame the official. I think the zebra... Didn't pay attention. I got the one, two, three. You missed it, and you screwed me, Nightmare Jones. You screwed me once again. Damn it. 
talking about? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about either. Oh, jeez, Louise. That's fine. I guess somebody's walking out with an extra fat envelope tonight. It's fine. Well, listen, guys, we're going to close out a little bit differently than what we do every single week. Uh, we're going to give uh, Madman an opportunity to plug all his social and all that. But we do have a guy who's been on hold now for close to 53 minutes waiting for the opportunity to talk to Madman Fulton. And he's a guy that's been an impact fan from way back in the day. And he's also been a huge supporter of the Wrestle Talk podcast. El Luchador, welcome to the show. You're live with Madman Fulton. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, everybody? Man, what a great night for, for Impact Wrestling on Access TV and the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee and Madman Fulton. How's it going, yeah, everybody? Man. Good, man. Real good. Happy, Real man. Good. What's up? What's on your mind? Well, I just want to say, this Sunday night at Hard to Kill, um, Man Man Fulton, we're going to go up against an MMA legend and a wrestling legend, Ken Shamrock. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this match on Sunday night? You know, I honestly don't think that – I think Ken sees my size and he sees my power, but I don't think he's actually prepared for who and what I actually am. I don't think Ken realizes I'm a two-time collegiate All-American. I don't think he realizes I'm still under 30 years old. There's things I know he's not underestimating me as an opponent, but I do not think he's going to put enough thought ahead of time. The longer this match goes on Sunday, the more it's going to benefit me, and that's exactly what I plan on doing. I'm going to draw it out. I'm going to beat him down. And I'm going to leave the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, in a pile of dust in the center of Dallas, Texas. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to see that on. on I believe him. I believe him, Luke. Yes, Dorf. I do. <laughs> and uh, what's your next question, man? All right, my final question for the night. Um, you know, everybody loves OVE. I do too. I love the. The Chris Brothers, Sammy Callahan, and of course you, you 100%. But every every one of them have won championships ever since OBE showed up. Is this year going to be the year that you, Ramad Fulton, win the Impact Wrestling Championship? Either the X Division, what, Tag sir. Team, or World I'll tell title. you what. I will not be winning the Impact Championship. Not the Heavyweight Championship. Sammy has that. That's his. I don't even want to challenge for that. Why would I? It's perfectly in the hand. 2020, my sights are set on the S-Division title. And right now, that is Ace Austin. My mm. current goal, my current, my current state of mind is to take care of Shamrock on Sunday. That is first and foremost. You can't look past an opponent, especially someone as dangerous as Ken Shamrock. But what I can promise you is that when I am done with Shamrock, when I am done putting this legend where he belongs, Ace Austin will be a very, very close opponent afterwards. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> well, Luchador, thank you so much mm-hmm. for waiting as long as you did. Um, you know, it, it's important, I think, to guys like Madman that you guys get an opportunity to reach out and, and, and touch him, uh, even if it's just through a phone call, because 
Impact Wrestling has made a comeback because of fans just like you. You've been telling mm-hmm. us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, Luchador, for years that we need to stop sleeping on Impact. I guess 2020 is the year where we finally wake up because of guys like Sammy Callahan, the Chris Brothers, and Madman Fulton, man. Thank you much for being here. Thank you for having some great questions. Go ahead and say goodbye, man, so we can close out tonight's show. All right. Have a good night, everybody, and best of luck to you on Sunday. I'll definitely be watching that show on on pay-per-view on my big screen TV. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks, man. Good night, Luchador. Well, there you have it, Madman. The fans coming out in full force, waiting close to an hour just to get an opportunity to talk to you for a couple of minutes. Brother, any last messages you want to deliver uh, to the faithful out there, the followers of OVE, and anybody who maybe wants to go ahead and give you a follow on social media? Uh, yeah. he. I mean, he obviously brought it up. This Sunday is Impact's pay-per-view hard to kill. I will be taking on Ken Shamrock. Sammy will be defending the title against Tessa Blanchard in what's going to be, I'm sure, an insane match. Um, I think the biggest thing right now, if you want to follow me, I'm on both Instagram and Twitter at Fulton World. Um, And also take the time to go out and follow Impact on both uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're in the middle of starting something up. We're in the middle of building this huge, this huge comeback, a different version of wrestling, something actually new, something that you can change to that's not going to be the same old, same old. Impact Wrestling is on fire right now. And if you're looking for some of the best wrestling, some of the best storylines, a wrestling program that isn't afraid to go somewhere, a wrestling program has never gone before, that's Impact Wrestling in 2020. I promise you, you follow us on this, you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you get the Impact Plus app, and you will see why we are going to take over everything. Take over everything. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 280 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Absolutely incredible. To have a guy who is ascending faster than pretty much any pro wrestler in the world today. I saw him at Pro Wrestling Revolver, ladies and gentlemen, and he's not just a big dude. I saw him come off of a platform on Big AC who was sitting on a barbed wire table that was sitting on a ring full of tacks. If the man is willing to do that, for the sake of represent OBE and entertain the fans, that's a guy you definitely want to support and put your money behind. I cannot believe we just had the opportunity to talk to Madman Fulton. Josie, your final thoughts before we close out the show. Oh, man, it has been an a amazing show tonight. You know, Madman Mad Max Morrison came on. He, he did his damn thing, and then you had Madman Fulton come on and – he blew it out of the water as well. And this is what makes the WrestleTalk podcast so great. This is why I love the WrestleTalk podcast so much, because of moments like this. So thank you all for, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. And we promised you Tuesdays. We were going to Tuesdays, but it wasn't going to change anything. And obviously it hasn't changed anything. So, And all I can say to close out today's show is 
I got screwed, but I beat Batman Fulton, and I don't give a damn because I put my fingers in the air like I just don't care because at the end of the day, it's still O-V-E, 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 O-V-E. Enter, Timmy. You know what to do, baby. Hit the music. Let's close out episode 280 the right way. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Do your boy a favor and share this in all your pro wrestling pages to show support to your brothers, the Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, right over here at the WrestleTalk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Go ahead, hit the music intro, Timmy. Grace and peace to everybody. Adios. Turn that up, baby. Turn it up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.